0: Welcome, audience, to another edition of Joe Wilmot's Dreams. The past few nights I've been sleeping fairly uncomfortably. Granted, there's some times in the night that I get good sleep and uh, it's comfortable. Then there's other times where it's extremely Uncomfortable. Mostly because my days are shortened. I wake up early, you know, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, and I go to bed 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. So, I'm getting a lot of sleep. I mean, with not too much happening in everyday life, no job, other than my own self-proclaimed business, The hours and the minutes and the seconds tick and tick and tick down the time of the day. But one thing that I've noticed is that my dreams have become dark. Dark dreams. Dead dreams. As in no dreams whatsoever. I don't know if it's because I'm sharing my dreams, or if it's simply because of the fact that I'm getting too much sleep, or if it's because of the medicine I'm on, I'm, I'm unsure. My dreams have come to a halt. No longer am I having wonderful sex dreams. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Just, you know, if I don't get sex and daily life activity, then I can just go into my dreams and have wonderful sex, right? I mean, that happens every so often, and if we could control our dreams, we'd probably control it so that would happen all the time, but it doesn't, so we have to move on from that. Violent dreams, battle dreams, like we're fighting somebody. No. Weird dreams that don't fit with us. Yes. Last night, I had a dream where I was communicating with somebody from my high school class in Florida... And then I came out to talk about the woman of my dreams who was not the woman that I was talking to in my, in my dream. And then I had another dream where it was a different situation. Said one of my friends was here from, from somewhere. And I was downstairs getting a shirt from the basement to put on and to, uh, to go upstairs to meet my friend. And it really kind of set me off because these are not dreams that I'm normally used to having. You know, the past three nights have been dead sleep, dead sleep, dead sleep, and then I have dreams that make no sense to me and no reason why I'm having these dreams, other than they're self-irritating dreams that I have no interest in having. (laughs) I don't understand it. What is my psychology telling me? Say I'm living the dream. Say I pay my house payment. Say I have my own house. I have my own hot tub. I have my own business that's slowly but surely earning a little bit of money. And say, for instance, I don't have a girlfriend, but I have one in my dreams. And say, for instance, everything's going Fairly decent, which I would say it's going fairly decent, but, uh, it's not. My life is lonely. There's not that many people that understand me. I have a friend named Kimberly that I talk to and she's able to, uh, you know, communicate to me when nobody else does. And she's like my number one friend, you know, it's like, uh, Having somebody that can understand you, that can talk to you, it's always there. Just to shoot the breeze to just communicate. And that is something that is incredibly important to my life since I don't have anybody besides my family that I communicate with. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, well, why don't you just get together with her? Why don't you just get in a relationship with her? Why don't you just... Make that happen well you see i can't do that because she's already getting married to somebody else and she's already in love with somebody else so she's just a friend that i talk to and it's good to have a friend that you can talk to but what about me what about these dreams they're they're kind of dead in the sleep dead sleep you know like dead somehow i believe that if you Die in your dreams. If you die in your dreams, well, then you're dead until you become resurrected again. Does that make any sense? And I think that the last dream I had, which was crazy, which I think I may have talked about, was the uh, the fire downstairs, and. Having somebody put wood on the fire while there's a couple downstairs, and then the guy dies, and then the guy who's stoking the fire has sex with his girlfriend over his dead body. I think that that type of dream was me. Although I although I was having the dream and I, I had visions of me on top of the staircase. After I had that dream, I didn't have dreams for three nights in a row, two or three nights in a row. I didn't have any dreams. So it must've been that I died in that dream. You ever feel like your dreams are your journey and you have to, uh, understand where you're coming from. Maybe that's a sign of betrayal. Maybe somebody had betrayed me, but maybe it wasn't all the current betrayal Maybe it was a past betrayal, and it was just my way of processing it, seeing it take course in action and being filtered through. So there's that, of course. Then there's the day of death and silence in my dreams where I have no ability to do anything. Then there's a high school person that I didn't even talk to not one time that I was having a dream about. And then there was a dream about an old friend that I had talked to a few times and don't know why that came about. But I am on a new pathway. I am on a new journey. I am on a new way of self-development. And we'll touch into that right after we get back from these messages. In the last episode of End Times, I talked a little bit about eliminating sin. Now, my dreams need to take flight into the everlasting light only to rise into the night. I feel like I work. You know, I feel like I I lounge around all day. I don't do too much. And then when I go into my dream world, it's like I'm working. It's like I go into a work world where I'm just building, communicating, sorting through the mind. Kind of like developing my mind, building my strength of mind. I feel like that's what I do. I build my mind. Not only through these recordings. Not only through my brain processing ways of connecting. But in my dreams, I am building my psychological stance. My psychological development of who I am. And perhaps if I have dead sleep with no dreams, that someone has put a stop to my self-development. And that I cannot stand. How is it that I have no dreams? They say you have to dream, you just may not remember them. So maybe it is that I'm just not remembering my dreams. I know for a fact that... Earlier, before I went into the hospital, I was having very, very, very vivid, strong dreams that connected the dream world to the reality world. You know that song when it goes, "When you speak, dreams and reality collide." That is a good song, and it was kind of like what was happening. But you know, it's you know, it didn't really mesh in between what was happening and what isn't happening as far as dreams were becoming reality. They were not. Now that I'm having dead sleep, I'm starting to have a little bit more consciousness as far as going into the psychological things that would affect a psychological mind. Psychology. After all, the study of the brain and the study of the mind and the study of the soul all has to deal with psychology. Telepathy has been proven by myself to be truth. I can communicate telepathy with telepathy. Teleportation proves that it can happen for only a mere second or two before it is gone. You cannot teleport an entire body for more than a few moments based upon substantial bond and substantial want between two parties. The the teleportation is possible, but yet only in dreams. Telekinesis. Moving things with your mind has proven that it is impossible to do such a thing. To do so would prove that you have power of the force. You know, the, the dark side or the light side of the force. And I have yet to prove that I can move anything with my hand. <coughs> or my mind. It proves that it's substantially incorrect a lot more harder to do that than it is to be tele- to be telepathic then there's the sociopath psychopath no love feeling that you can't feel love if you were to address every type of disorder in the DSM-5 you would know That at least on some level, I have symptoms of just about everything. Unfortunately, it's true. Maybe I'm not legally insane right now. Legally insane, but I'm damn near close to it. What I believe is not real. What I believe is discredited. What I believe is only for my own belief system and not for anybody else's. What I believe cannot be proven with faith, religion, psychology, mental telepathy, teleportation, in dreams, dream psychoanalysis. The psychoanalysis of having somebody from my old high school show up at my door and me having to put a shirt on made me self-reflect on the fact that no matter who it is that I'm running into, I would most likely want to put on a shirt that would be appealing, that would make somebody feel comfortable and kind to remember who I was or who I am. I'm downstairs in the laundry room and I'm getting a shirt to put on. Judgment based upon false predisposition. What it would be like to be that person for a day. To feel the criticism that I project that that person would receive. But yet, it does not lure me in to feel bad about the criticism that I project. Because I do believe that everyone has the choice to do what it is that they want to do and choose to abide by the correct set of things according to what is correct in the Bible. According to what God wants humanity to take part in. And not what they find sinful. So, two things. Number one, a girl in my bed that I've never found attractive, in leaving that room to go into another room to talk about the woman in my dreams who's not in my dreams but substituted with a woman I do not find attractive. That right there is analysis of what it would be like to be that woman, maybe like the person that would be me, but have them find them zero bit attractive. So that would substitute my liking of this woman in my dreams, who is a real woman in reality, but she does not like me. She has no interest in me, and she files claims to protect herself from me even texting her. Yes, going to extremes. And then a gay friend that shows up at my house to talk to me or do whatever, you know, say hi or visit or whatever. And me remembering that I judge and I criticize gays. Because they have the choice to be gay or be straight. It's as simple as that. And I'm depending on what shirt I want to wear just to bring out his gayness because I, I want to feel attractive to a gay man because it makes me feel better about myself that not only am I attractive to males and females, but I'm just an attractive guy in general. Maybe the reason they turned gay was because I was so damn attractive in the first place. That one believed that, oh my gosh, I like this person so much, I must be gay. That's a way to look at it. <laughs> but I do not believe that you can actively have your brain tell you you're gay and that's all you can have. Like I said in the last episode of End Times... It's a sin, it's not right, and you do have a choice on your sexuality. Either you like a woman's love when you're a man, or you like to rebel and do gay things. Because what is being gay? It's exactly as it sounds. Being a flaming gay homo exactly as it is. Excuse me, I don't mean to offend anybody if you're my listener and you're gay. But I just don't like it. I don't approve of it. It doesn't agree with the church. It don't agree with me. And it is crit- and it is to be criticized. I, I suppose I should just shut my mouth about it and not say anything more about it other than it's unacceptable. So there's that. So we have criticism of a girl that I'm not attracted to that was attracted to me that I'm attracted to a girl that's not attracted to me. And then we have presenting myself to look good for a gay person that was my friend that doesn't know how he turned gay or whatever. It's the classic type of analysis of wanting to appeal to somebody, but not appealing to the correct interest. (laughs) You would say, well, yeah, you were trying to put on a shirt to appeal to him. And I would say, yeah, because I want to feel liked. Not only did I not like the girl that liked me, but I felt good that she liked me. I feel good that the that the that the gay guy likes me. I feel good that people like me. It's a simple bond of acceptance. You feel good when you're accepted, not by no matter who it is. So for the guy in the gay community that doesn't feel accepted by people, when he goes into the gay community, he feels accepted. For the girl who gets rejected by the guy who who she likes, gets a guy that likes her, she feels accepted. Everybody wants to feel accepted. That's the moral of the story. So after being dead for two, maybe three nights in my dreams, I realized that I am unaccepting of certain people. And perhaps that is why they are unaccepting of me. It's fairly disappointing, but perhaps that's the stigma when you attach it to mental illness that sometimes people are going to stigmatize against a group of people because they don't, they believe they can control it. They believe they can come out of it. I believe mental illness is different than choice of sexuality, but some people would argue that it's not. But overall, the one thing that I am developing recently is dreams are starting to take form in hallucinations in my reality. If, by chance, they become stronger in the hallucinations that are from my dream mind begin to take over, that would be an adventure. I hope for the day. I pray for the day that my dreams become my waking reality. That I could control my waking reality and have what I so desire the woman of my dreams. That is what I desire. That is what I want. She has eluded me in reality and she has made herself hidden in my dreams. And now I find myself trying to be accepted by people who I do not care to be accepted by because I am so desperate for the vision in my dreams of the woman of my dreams in the dead of the night. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Joe Wilmot on Dreams for JCHW Broadcasting. Thank you for tuning in. Catch you next time.